Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of God Talk. And thought I would start with a uh, with a story. Probably about I don't know, fifteen years ago. Everything's fifteen years ago now. Um, we were on a mission trip, and I can't remember where we were. We were outside of the country, and uh, we were staying at a foster home for kids. And we were doing ministry there and doing ministry in the community. And um, the husband and wife that ran the uh, foster home and also ran these mission groups through over the summer, um, they would take you to the job sites and things that we would do. And basically everyone is in the back of a old pickup truck uh, going down these windy, semi-mountainous roads. And... Um, it just wasn't a safe thing. And I remember um, thinking, you know, do I say something or don't I? And part of me doesn't like to be conf- confrontational, which some of you are probably find that surprising. Um, and I certainly don't like being rude. So when you're a guest in someone's home, if you will, uh, I, I didn't want to necessarily complain about um, how they're taking us to the job site. But I'm sitting here thinking if, like, they get in an accident going 40, 50 miles an hour down a mountainous road with half a dozen of my kids in the back seat or the bed of the truck and they go flying out. I mean, one, I've got to answer for that and I'm supposed to be the one protecting these kids and it's just, it's not safe. So I remember I brought it up to them and uh, they did not like it very much and uh, I had to get a little bit of... uh, animate and uh, adamant and confrontational and uh, eventually uh, it was a little awkward probably a little awkward for the rest of the trip but um, they no longer were transporting our kids that way I think they ended up renting a vehicle if I remember right uh, but anyways uh, sometimes we just have to stand up for things and so this week's episode of uh, God Talk I want to talk about standing up for Jesus now do you remember that old hymn Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Um, if you're older, you may not, uh, or you may remember it. But if you're younger, maybe you've never, uh, never heard it. But uh, it was a song that we used to sing in church all the time, uh, old traditional song. And it said uh, the words were this: "Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross." Yeah, it tells you it's kind of an older song when you get your e's and yays in there. Um, lift high his royal banner it must not suffer loss from victory unto victory his army shall he lead until every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed goes on to say next verse stand up stand up for Jesus stand in his strength alone the arm of flesh will fail you ye dare not trust your own put on the gospel armor each Peace put on with prayer, where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. In the last verse, stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. The day, the noise of battle, the next, the victor song. To those who vanquish evil, a crown of life shall be. They with the King of glory shall reign eternally. Now, what a beautiful song. What great theology that we're called to 
stand up for Jesus. And we don't do it by relying on our own strength, our own power, our own ability. We don't do it to earn favor. We don't do it uh, for any other reason because other than it's just the right thing to do. And when we rely on ourselves, we're just going to fail. But when we uh, put our trust in him, uh, he will uh, He will see us through. Um, and we're going to have those battles day in and day out until ultimately evil is vanquished. Maybe we see that in our lifetime and the end comes. Or maybe it comes two, three, four, five generations after us. But I believe the call in today's world is to stand up for Jesus. Because there's just ever-increasing pressure not to. Um, I don't know if you heard the uh, the news as about five, six days ago from the recording of this podcast that the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, were celebrating Pride Month, and as part of their Pride Month, they had uh, created special caps uh, for Pride Month and Pride Day that they were celebrating, uh, and then a special uh, logo on their uniform. Uh, but what I probably appreciate most about the the Tampa Bay Rays is they actually didn't force their players to wear it. So as it turns out, there were five players who abstained from wearing the the Pride logo, and uh, it got a lot of attention. Why five players you know wouldn't do it? And uh, just want to read you a quote of. Uh, the spokesman for those five players, they said, so it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want is them to know that all are welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that we look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus who encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Now, I love it. This was not a popular decision to make. Uh, most pro athletes will not rock the boat because endorsements may, you know, uh, are at play. Um, maybe even staying on the organization's good side is at, you know, at play. And literally, literally to make decisions like that and to stand up for Jesus um, might cost you uh, millions of dollars. And I I think there's just so many different opportunities as we go through life that uh, we have opportunity to stand up for Jesus. But the question is, is are we really? Um, Are we standing up for Jesus when it comes to children and abortion? Or are we just really not wanting to uh, deal with the wrath of the, the left if, if we don't. Many of you probably heard last Sunday at Joel Olstein's church. Now listen, I'm not a Joel Olstein fan, not by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, what was done at his church was not only disrespectful, it, it was just uh, it, it, unimaginable. And uh, several, a handful, five, seven, I can't remember how many uh, women stood up just as he started to uh, deliver his message and stripped down to their underwear. They had like these Velcro dresses or whatever. And uh, were sitting there in their underwear, yelling and shouting, you know, basically, heck no, you're not going to do this. You know, my choice, my body, and disrupting the, uh, the service. Um, his security team came in. Uh, they were escorted out. 
And there really wasn't any punishment for them doing that. I believe uh, the Houston police just basically gave them a warning and said if they went in there and did that again, uh, they would be charged with some sort of crime. But there was no negative ramification for doing that. And and it's and, and listen, Joel Olstein, I don't think he ever even talks about abortion because he's your total like positive self-help you know speaker type person that's only going to be talking about the things that make everyone feel good and so they only used him because of the venue that you know so many people watch his show and the news that it would get and so forth and so he doesn't really probably stand for the principles that they were protesting against but they did it just to get the attention well let alone churches you know such as ours or mine depending if you uh are listening to this as part of Light of the World, or if you're listening to this somewhere else, uh, different part of the country. Uh, but uh, for those churches who really do speak up and take a stand for protecting children, standing up for Jesus, and standing up for the least of these, the children, uh, Scripture says, whoever causes one of the, the least of these children of mine to uh, to sin, to stumble and fall, I've uh, been you know, better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into uh, the water. Be better for them not to even been born. You know, so are we willing to stand up for Jesus? And what it means is when we do so, I guess we're in the day and age that, you know, we expect, we can expect people to be protesting inside our own churches, even when sermons are coming. I mean, the, the left gets so upset because pro-life protesters will protest outside the abortion clinic well what if they like snuck their way in and just started like in the middle of an abortion doing that i mean it's just it's a whole nother level when they come into the church and when people are trying to worship god and listen to god's message as it's declared through the pastor to rip off their clothes and start yelling profanities it's it's absolutely disgusting. So do we back down? Do we keep the peace? Or do we stand up? Stand up for Jesus. Traditional families. Uh, we're going to be talking about how families are broken this week as we're doing our broken message series. We've talked about how the church is broken, how country the country is broken. We've talked about how schools and the way that we raise our children are broken. Uh, this week we're going to talk about how families are broken and are we willing to take a stand and and speak up for um, Jesus and in how God created not only male and female but the the relationship between male and female, the roles and the responsibilities between male and female, and the submission due from the children to his parents. Uh, I mean, or are we going to just? And I'm talking about this for part of my message on Sunday. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I mean, I can like rub salt in my eyes, but it doesn't mean I should. In fact, there's probably some pretty negative consequences if I were to do that. So just because we can tear apart the traditional family and promote all kinds of what turns out to be dysfunction in the family and what we're going to see and talk about on Sunday is uh, just all the societal ramifications for doing so. But are we willing to stand up and stand up for Jesus when it comes to um, not only children with abortion, but, but how God created families? Are we willing to stand up for Jesus when it comes to 
the poor. You know, it, it's the rich that run everything in this country from uh, the influence that the major corporations have to uh, basically everyone that gets elected to politics. It's about who has the most money and is the most connected and uh, the poor don't really have a voice. So God calls for his people, the church, to give a voice to the poor. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to stand up for Jesus? How about the oppressed? Uh, the people in society that are just, you know, not looked favorably upon or are not well connected. Are we going to be a voice for them? You know, there, there's so many different ways in which, you know, God's really calling for us to, to not be ashamed of him and not be ashamed of what he teaches us in the Bible, that we would stand up, stand up for Jesus as soldiers of the cross, that we would be willing to uh, take the, the ramifications and the punishment and the scorn and the ridicule that oftentimes comes when we do stand up for Jesus. I remember, and I've told this story a couple times in church, uh, so some of you may have heard it before, but I remember being in middle school. And, and, you know, we have all these moments that kind of define and make us who we are. Well, this was one of them. I just moved to Texas, and I absolutely hated Texas. Um, I was originally from New York, uh, and, and at that time, there was a huge difference between Texas and New York when I was just a kid. Um, but I had lived a couple years in Arizona before I moved to Texas. And for whatever reason, loved Arizona. It wasn't culturally a whole lot different than, than New York. It didn't seem to be, at least. Um, made some really good friends. Just really enjoyed my two years in Arizona. But when we moved to Texas, I hated it. Just hated it. I wanted to move back to New York. Um, but I didn't want, uh, you know want to leave my mom uh, to do that as my brother had stayed and was living with my dad. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't move back. But um, I, the one thing that I did like about Texas almost immediately was uh, the church that we went to. And uh, in middle school, we had a confirmation. So uh, we would go on Wednesdays and, and I found the church to be um, the other kids to be really nice, really welcoming. Um, just totally loved church. It was the one bright spot that I had in, in what was really a miserable middle school years. Um, and uh, one Wednesday, I was coming to youth group and um, someone from uh, my middle school, um, not even anyone I knew really well, I think I have one class with him, like shop class or something, uh, he recognized me and, you know, he started taunting me and making fun of me for coming to church, calling me a church boy. Now, mind you, he's playing basketball on the, on the church basketball courts, and he's making fun of me because I'm going into the church building. I should have told him to get his butt off the church courts, but what I didn't, uh, I didn't do that. What I did do is I'm like, oh, man, I, no, I'm not a church church guy or church person or whatever. I'm only here because my mom makes me. Well, I mean, my mom was making me, but the truth is, is I loved it. And uh, even if she wasn't making me, I'd want to be there uh, because once again, it was a bright spot in, uh, in what was um, a miserable middle school that I went to and just not a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I didn't stand up for Jesus in that moment. Um, and uh, I have never forgotten that. And I don't think since then I've ever backed down for my faith or being attacked for my faith. Um, of course, 
at 50 years old, my memory is not the best, but I don't think I have. Um, and so that, that's kind of made me who I am. Um, and so I just think that whether it's, you know, a coworker poking fun at you because you can't go on some whatever trip because you got some church event or function or, you know, you know, just maybe getting potentially passed over for a job because you don't fit the type of uh, person that they're looking for because they know you might be a conservative Christian or so forth. Uh, the question is, is are you willing to stand up for Jesus? Um, there's so many things in today's society that are absolutely destructive to our country and to our family and to uh, the future um, that that we might have as a country. And, and I really believe that God's calling us now more than ever to stand up in a way uh, that we have, we have been afraid to for far too many years. Um, the left and those that would... Uh, follow the evil ways of Satan and, and destroy God's creation and, and family and sexuality and, and just uh, the lives of children. I mean, like I said, you just go on and on and on. Uh, they're getting more bold and more brazen than ever. Are you willing to stand up for Jesus? What are ways in which you can do it? And if you aren't doing it, when will you start? Jesus says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. But if we don't acknowledge him before men, neither will he acknowledge us before his Father in heaven. I ask and encourage all of you, look for ways in which you can acknowledge Jesus before the people of this world. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.